Welcome to the Walk Type Podcast. Dominic, also known as Hyperfocus Dom, is back on the podcast. Besides being an ADHD coach, which was the main subject that we talked about for the first time that he visited us, now Brandon had the idea to bring him over so that we could talk something very dear to him, martial arts. Something that his dad introduced to him at a very early age and that is inseparable and precious to him to this day. We go into that and bridge that to ADHD and all the good stuff we usually talk about. Also, if nature, well-being and art is of your enjoyment, please come check the daily content we post at walktype.com. Without further ado, here's the episode. See you around. Yo, we're here. <laughs> here we are. It's me, Brandon, and uh, Rui. Hey, hey. And we have today with us again, the one and only Dominic. Oh, hey. Hey, man. <laughs> nice to see you again. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. So today, I was like the last podcast we had. I really enjoyed it. But I was really excited about um, kind of hearing you out. And, you know, we have, we've, of course, talked all the time uh, we have with our podcast that we have. And a lot. There's a lot. Of there's a lot of talking. Um, so, but we have some pretty cool chats. And you have your own, um, you know, that I actually, I've benefited just from engaging with and, and coming to know. You have your own uh, kind of martial arts, Wu Wei, uh, Mm-hmm. way that you navigate and relate to life and it's a part of i think as to i understand it it's a part of how you are able to even show up and do the things you're doing as with our podcast with your coaching and, and it's kind of like an underlying layer to how you move about and i wanted to kind of get into that nice man well i'm definitely in it um i think you know people find a lot of similarities too though in uh the process that I kind of follow, but yeah, I was just talking to a friend who trained with my dad and I for a bunch of years, and he's gone on to do some pretty interesting things and, and really, uh, you know, has a lust for life and has a, a pretty cool way of doing things. But a lot of it comes down to, I would say, uh, I mean, just imagine you're uh, at the dojo, which, which I, whatever that might look like. For us, it was pretty simple. Um, usually some kind of gym area with a mat at often at a school, um, like on an after hours type of thing. And, um, we, we file, everybody, you know, shows up and it's just, everything was very democratized and loose and informal with us. It was, it was very much, uh, people were friends and kept up with each other and we bow in and, I immediately start warming up and then um you and then that you know starts scaling up to start speeding up and speeding up and so you're nice and warm and then you get right into techniques and the sensei or or uh i guess he went by sensei and then later he went by guru um referring to my dad mm. rick falando he was um a black belt in Doshinkan, which is really similar to Shotokan, and then modern Arnis, 
which was uh, comes from the, the Philippines. But anyway, so usually it'd be about three techniques. And you're, you're watching Sensei, and you're, you're observing how it's done, and it's being repeated, and there's questions, and then you break. And then you work that, that, that technique with somebody. And you usually repeat that three times, and then there's some kind of application of it, which means we're going to go a little bit live. We're going to, you know, and that can range. We're going to uh, um, maybe just combine that with a, a bunch of other levels so that you have to be able to compute that. Or we might go live in that we're sparring and we're dancing around and we're improvising and we're, um, you know, trying to, trying to be as clever as we can. And it, it wasn't, a, uh, wasn't a ton of contact in the way that I grew up in it. But, you know, um, I, was, I was also a kid training with grown-ass men. And um, so, I mean, you, you got to keep your eyes open. You got to defend yourself at all times. You got to do all this stuff. And, um, yeah, usually there's maybe some more of that. And then uh, we would bow. Oh, and then, and then there, at the end, it actually got harder. Because then you do a hundred push-ups and a hundred sit-ups and um, maybe some other stuff, just to make sure you're good and tired. Like that was always a, a thing that my dad made a point of. He 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 always was he he felt gypped if we weren't sweating. You know, he's like, we're here. Um, so then we'd bow out and then we'd socialize a little bit and then you carry on with your day. Now I'm describing the core of the practice itself. Um, when we get together at the dojo, but, um, I figured that I'd kind of lay it out, you know, some of the way that I, I know myself and, 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 and a lot of other martial artists look at life because especially if you've been kind of understanding that learning happens, a lot, uh, in that way. And that sometimes it's some of the most rewarding learning that you do all day your whole life. Yeah, I, I was while I was listening to you, I, I started thinking about, you know, your childhood is a big time where a lot of, of how you're going to be moving about as an adult is formed. And, you know, to have that martial artist lifestyle so close to home and engaging in that way, I think about when I speak with you, how that just seems to be, I've learned, like, it's, it's where you're coming from, just naturally. It's where, it's, it's like the ground you're walking in. And um, I love how it seems that is informing, like, just your mindscape and how you're relating to the world. So, um, yeah, that, I, I like, <laughs> it's cool to think about that. I, when, I, when I think about, um, you know, when I have my, when I go into my imagination and I think mm -hmm. about how, how, how could, I, I envision, like, different lives I could have lived and I like to go uh, like most ideal, right? And for me, one of the ones I've always had because it's kind of it's it's kind of what my dad was like to me, sort of, but in a different way, hmm. but in in a more perfect perfected way. I always imagine it much like a dojo, like some some dad that's like like trying to, to train me and show me these these techniques and and guide me along. So I think it's so cool. You have the origin story. <laughs> that I think about that would be ideal <laughs> to have that kind of uh, attention and, and focus and have that shaping you. That's just cool. Yeah. 
I was going to say it's interesting that um, we are prefacing this with talking about your, our dads. Today, it was my dad passed away today, five five years ago. Ooh, yeah. you rest in peace. And um, yeah. I, I was curious to ask you, at what at what age did you start doing that with your with your dad, Dominic? Since as long as I could remember. Yeah. I mean, once I once I was once I could remember things, I remember being at the dojo because wow. it was just. I I think a lot of it was just, you know, just being there mentally, and and taking it all in. And then once I could actually uh, do things, which, um, pretty pretty early on. I mean, my dad definitely had me in um, in kids' classes growing up, as I remember. But he always had me around at the dojo. And then once I was uh, probably 13, then I was I was in there with the big boys. Mm. Did you find it, um, you know, addressing your um, ADHD? Did you find that, I guess, the core of the of, of martial arts and and the discipline and all that? helps you nowadays to be more disciplined to, you know, do stuff and, and, and work and, you know, work on your projects and, and such. Yeah. That's everything, man. Um, the, the, what I was going to say before I just, I went into that narrative about what it looks like, mm. um, from moment to moment in the practice, I was just going to say basics. That's what, that's what they're, they're drilling over and over and over. Um, and yeah, it helps when you have a, um, uh, a attention span of a small bird and you got impulsivity mm. and you're running around and you want to do a million different things. Yeah. It really helps to remember, like, not just remember, but remember it in your body. Right. Because a lot of that stuff you are coding into your, you know, mo most importantly, your, who you are and what, the way you move, but you're coding it into your body. And so, and I, th I think that adds something uh, extra to it, but yeah, man, um, a, a lot of the stuff, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've baked into coaching practice is just trying to get a baseline for what's, what's the most basic stuff for you. Like what are the basics that you need to be drilling and training as if your life depended on it? Cause it just very well might um, that make you, you know, um, as prepared as you want to be for life. Did you feel, I sense that, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, you've mentioned a couple, a couple of times that you use or, or have used martial arts to, as in a, in a way of defense in your life. Have yeah. you had trouble in that sense as a kid or growing up? In, in a way that you felt, you know, the need to defend yourself physically? So on the one hand, no, because I was very non-confrontational as a kid. Mm. Like I did, I wasn't trying to fight with, well, I take that back. Uh, it depends on it was, if it was, um, how serious you wanted to get. Um, I really didn't want part, part of that trouble. And I was, I was taught to, to avoid trouble. That was, that was, that was part of the training Yeah, is, is avoid engagement. Please, like the, it's not a game, and but also, I would say that passively, I think people picked up on. Um, okay, this might not be the one. <laughs> like, this might not be the fucking problem that that you're looking for, and and a lot of time, and a lot of times, I was scared, 
but so were they because it's like hmm um mm. you know like i'm i'm going to i'm going to exuberate some of that and and i think that goes for a lot of people who uh you know um do any kind of training and have a kind of understanding that hey you know i i prepare for stuff like this um I'm 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 always at a, a state of readiness. I mean, that's kind of when you think about a martial artist. That's kind of goes to the core of of what you're trying to do is be ready and poised and all that. But and and mind you, you know, this is not everybody's philosophy by any means. Um, you know, plenty of people like to uh, go and throw their weight around in in the world outside of the dojo, and I'm not even judging that. But I'm just saying that's how I grew up. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. Not a ton, but definitely, um, I would say uh, there have been there's just been some moments, man. There's some moments I can think of where I had to act real fast, and I looked back and I was like, "Oh, right, that's um, some shit I trained a lot." <laughs> and then when it came time to do it, like I didn't, there was no, um, you know. It's pure instinct. Second man. nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a reflex, man. And so that's that's part of why I'm kind of um I think especially when you train a lot, you try to you try to avoid encounters because man, it's like please don't be, you know, doing all kinds of sudden movements in front of me. <laughs> don't be <laughs> don't be taking up a lot of space and kind of getting big on me and then be doing all kinds of sudden movements. because I'm I, I got I get training that's, you know, you want to test my reflexes, then then all, we're, all of a sudden we're getting into it. So even beyond that, you try to be aware of like, okay, there's different levels of engagement here. And I always tried to play it like, you know, I'm always mindful of all the different levels of engagement so that way we're not even getting close to like the physical education, if I can help it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, my, um, my understanding of martial arts is, is very recent and what you've been mm. saying uh, resonates very deeply to what I've heard with, from other people. So I, I had no clue of martial arts, nor, you know, nor the, the boom that MMA had recent, I mean, not recently, but, um, yeah, it's been building. Yeah, it has been building, but all, all my knowledge about that certainly came from when I started hearing, uh, listening to Joe Rogan. Before that, I had no yeah. clue about, you know, the, um, the philosophy. Uh, to be honest, I even, you know, thought it was just a bunch of people, you know, without any, any sort of... Um, just in pajamas, just kind of um, breaking yeah, boards and stuff. Yeah, and, just a bunch of, a couple of guys that wanted to, you know, um, exercise somehow their, their inner, you know, th there was all this, these this that I had, to be honest. You only knew what you knew, which was a lot of this, the kind of fringe stuff outside of it. Yeah, yeah. And then when I began to actually listen to people for hours on, on Joe Rogan and, and listen to what <laughs> I, they had to say, that was when I, I began to see, wait, wait a minute, there's something to this. Because all, all, the, all, the, all the guests that were, were in that circle um, talked in a way that was very reminiscent to my own path because my own path had to do with meditation and at the time more specifically Buddhism and and mm. 
and you know Eastern philosophy basically. And mm. I found um, a parallel to to what those guys were speaking, and it was you know it was uh, very sudden because as I said, it went from having my own conclusions about what you know what it meant to actually hearing firsthand how people you know um, channeled their 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 physicality and their bodies to to achieve what I was trying to see through, you know, sitting in a cushion, for instance. Mm. And, and, you know, it, if before Joe Rogan, um, in my dad's generation, it was Bruce Lee. Wow. It'd be like, and, and then, and then Bruce, Bruce Lee's kind of spawn, helped spawn like more Americanized martial arts movies. And so his generation and, and to a, a big degree, my generation. Yeah. I mean, believe me, man. Um, I, you know, I was always taking in all the different levels of the martial arts, like the pop culture. I was a Ninja Turtles kid. Mm. Like I, I, hey. I grew up on, on all these nineties, 90s, 90s movies where people are, you know, uppercutting each other and throwing each other over balconies and shit. Like <laughs> yeah. I loved all that stuff and pro wrestling and everything. And I, and in fact, I, I kind of, the way that I've seen things, um, uh, you know, as someone with ADHD, someone who has a you know, just thinking a lot and wanting to experience a lot. Like I liked, I really enjoyed doing all the different styles. And, um, after a while, I just kind of saw it all as like, okay, so this is, you know, what you're saying. It's just, you know, a lot of ways, it's just an expression of physicality and it's rotten. It's not really, I don't want to say it's not necessary, but at a certain point, you just don't look at it as, um, specific techniques anymore that are unique to like this style or this culture um mm. it's just at its core yeah it's a meditation it's um it is uh i mean it's a lot of things man think about um you know like a jackie chan movie it's it's like there's all kinds of genres going on yeah absolutely. um he, he was it was a it was very much like a he he was a he was creatively expressing himself just as much he turned that part up right or and and like the movies always like excite us and the and the the things that we see kind of outside of martial arts um and i'm guessing that's what you mean yeah i mean like you're kind of taking in or what what was your impression of martial arts before you knew anything about it or like what what was the vision in your head yeah what people were doing i think i think uh I mean, if we if we talk about like Bruce Lee, I always had the sense that that Eastern part, like Shaolin and and stuff, had yes. that incorporated that Eastern philosophy within them. But for instance, uh, stuff like uh, more that that on on the surface looks more aggressive. I had no idea that that it had that component of of the discipline and respect. So ah. I jumped to yeah. the conclusion that, you know, it was just a couple of guys in a cage just beating the shit out of each other. And um, oh, so specifically MMA. Yeah, specifically MMA. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was the big um, revolution within me when I began to listen to Joe Rogan. And as you know, he had many guests that, you know, were a crossover with, with mm -hmm. MMA. Yeah, that's interesting, man, because uh, I remember growing up through the early days of MMA, and I mean, I, they, they, they banned it in 48 states at one point. 
Um, what? And you you couldn't even watch it, or what you mean no. by, by ban? Well, you could watch it, but they only had two states in the U. No, they actually outright banned the sport for a minute there, mm. um, because people did see it as they. I mean, they called it human cockfighting. It exactly. was was it the but that was the buzzword when they when they actually were passing legislation to get it banned. Um, but yeah, man, there was there was a lot of contention around it, and I remember so. The, the circles I ran with were more traditional martial arts is what they call it. So that's the karate and you're wearing a gi and you're, you know, doing a lot of a lot more East Asian type martial arts like okay. Okinawan karate or Kung Fu. Um, and it's a, it's a very different world um, that that more traditional martial arts world is it's 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 integrated quite a bit at this point. But um yeah, man, that, that I remember th there was contention even amongst like kind of the two camps because I because I grew up with a lot of older guys who were from a different generation who did not grow up with MMA. Mm. And so when they first saw it, uh, one of the ones I res I really respected because he was one of my teachers growing up. Um, he was kind of a folk hero in town. He was uh, he was he was, you know, he had some stature, but he was from the Kung Fu background and when when MMA first came out, he found it dishonorable. He said the he said the whole and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. His philosophy was that you don't just go out and um, pursue this shit. You you keep it as basically sacred as possible. Yeah. Um, now, granted, that guy has a a professional record in kickboxing, I believe. <laughs> so you know, go figure like how he 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 jived that. He he went out and did it at some point. I think he might have turned a new leaf or something but yeah he him and i got into a debate and i was actually thrown off a little bit because this is a guy who was he had a lot of stature and he was uh you know i wasn't gonna get into too much of a um you know i wasn't gonna uh, really push the boundaries with him because i had so much respect for him and he was so respected in the community and, and i loved mma um I, I i saw it for what most people see it as now but man it wasn't always that way it was uh but it was a lot more brutal for sure but yeah man um that and that was that was an interesting revolution too because for for me i i very much celebrate that whole change into mma because i mean when you talk about the things you can apply to life mm. uh for one it provided an outlet for people um I, I was in that world for a little while, like on a regional scene, interviewing people, going to shows, training with them. And a lot of them, you know, professed to me that they had ADHD. A lot of them professed to me that they wouldn't know any other way to live. A lot of them told me that it, it kept them off the streets. Um, and but but not only that, but man, all that stuff in tr traditional martial arts, a lot of times it doesn't it, it doesn't get um it was still very much uh, theoretical, man. There wasn't an organized way to test this shit out, except for on the street. So a lot of it was hearsay and mythology and rumors and, you know, because you, and that was the philosophy. Don't use this stuff. It's a deadly weapon. <laughs> and then they created a sport and they're like, no, 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 we're going to find out what's really good. And, and, and we're going to film it and everything. We're going to make a, a sport. So, it, it changed it, it altered it into something different, but um, 
it was kind of cool, man. It was kind of cool to be to be to grow up during the advent of MMA and be able to see like, wow, okay. So you get enough people in the cage, and you see enough fights, you're gonna find out what's effective and what's not, at least in that circumstance. So that was pretty crazy. You guys mentioned Bruce Lee uh, earlier, and I love Bruce Lee. I grew up also yeah. with martial arts, and you know. At first, you know, he just think he's this TV, you know, fighter guy. But if you really get into him, he's a bit of a philosopher that he's often talking about his Wu Wei approach to life. And it's the martial artist lifestyle is 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 not just on the mat. It's it's literally how you're meeting life. And he talked about being like water and fluidity and and the and and bringing the energy of mastery and the intentionality towards that and bringing that into your life and how how to move about that way it was really cool he has like he's he's more, he's more, he he like he's when you spoke about joe rogan i saw this connection like i it seemed that way right like he he was out there first he was uh, speaking to people that way and, and talking to the the western audience about hey look this is what martial arts is about this yeah. is what um it means to move and live about and, and think this way those guys are icons man they they represent the thing they embody it and and they do it well and and absolutely i mean bruce lee was an artist very much so and in, in fact like i mean when you refer to him as a movie fighter guy it's like yeah he was fighting in the movies but there's no record of him fighting there's absolutely no record there's there's no way to quantify objectively how was it could this guy kick your ass you know not not that that's the ultimate standard that you're looking for but but believe me every martial artist wants to, you know you you, you want to know you, you'd like to know and 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 the 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 ufc was a way to uh try to demonstrate this in a in a way that was competitive enough where you know um it, it's it's not uh i mean it it, it was definitely super brutal in, in the beginning and i'm glad they changed the rules and all that because it, it was it was kind of crazy but yeah man it, it is kind of interesting to think that Bruce Lee's not necessarily the godfather of of MMA as like UFC kind of likes to yeah. promote his name in that way. But I mean, there there's so many other people that you have to respect that are part of the lineage of people who opened up people's minds to the idea of even combining all of these styles and then trying it out. But Bruce Lee was definitely one of the visionaries, man. You need people like him. You need visionaries to be like, hey, w w what if we tried this? Do you think uh, there's sort of a a dark side of to to martial arts in general because let's suppose that there are people that you know go to these circles and 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 join them to um reap the benefits in the sense of you know um developing their discipline their their values etc but let's say there's these innate desire to to be more aggressive. Do you think that was the first intent of, of things such UFC? They're going for that dark arts, brother. They're trying to Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to learn that hurting business. <laughs> there there are people who are in it to hurt people, man. Those they exist. And and those are the those people that, that, that whole like two guys in a cage and like, you know, like way too much aggression and way too much testosterone. That's yeah, that that's the world we live in. Um and believe me, there's it's a it's a whole range of things, man. You know, I mean, you got you got especially. I mean, th this isn't even just a male thing. I mean, females are very competitive too. You get 
Absolutely. <laughs> you get chicks in the in the gym together. I mean, sometimes people are are, are you know, but but that's 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 honestly why they 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 really want to emphasize the self mastery part um, because they know there are other people who are going to go. And, and, and so really that there, there are certain gyms that you can go into now in the world where they're not really about all the bowing and, 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 you know, all, all this type of shit. Like they, they dismiss that because they, they want to throw down. Like it's definitely, and it's definitely, um, I, I would say something that people are always playing with, you know, is, is because that, that is the hard part, right? The, the hard part is is learning the technique and code it into your body, but also the hard part is controlling your fucking emotions. You talk about dark side, and then yeah. I think about the collective. And what does this, watching this do for the collective? It's wonderful. Look how we get to vicariously act out our own inner aggressions and see that. And this is this is all of the human nature, right? So they're, they're doing a service collectively. Here is a place where we can... Um, vicariously engage and 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 attend to these parts of ourselves that are that want to lash out that want to clash and engage and it can be a sort of event um for that that aggression the collective aggression so i think of that as a way for us as a humanity as a collective to vent that aggression in a way that is um contained and not destructive you know i i think people are always pointing at the artist because it's a lot easier to do that. I mean, when we're looking for what's what's going on in society, why, wh wh what's the problem? Um, a lot of times, it's, it's amazing to me that people are pointing to people creating art, um, and I include I include martial artists in there because I mean, like, there's a whole it, there's it's so married to you know a lot of it is very much yeah just physical brutality, but a lot of it is also uh, you know, I mean, when you're talking about the MMA in particular, yeah, it's very performative. Um, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're 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 a prize fighter. You're collecting a check, and you're just you're just and and then you're in there. And a lot of I mean, there there are fighters that you look at and you're like that that person's an artist. I mean, look at the way they move. Look at the way they reacted to that. It was beautiful, and and it's like, yeah, man. I I, I think I think it's more of more cathartic. I think it's more channeling. I think it's. It's it's a it's a big sandbox that they gave people to play in, and it's it's not unfair. They're not forcing people to fucking fight. That's another thing. No, either, you know, this is a part of our social structure as a human as a race. Like we have this. You have doctors. You have <laughs> you have mechanics. You have you Facts. go to all these different people for different things. But here we have this is this is what you are. This is what the martial artist is providing to the collective of humanity. You guys are are bringing that. Where that's an energy that the collective that's being attended to through through the martial arts and through us engaging and watching the sport and and engaging at in it as a sport, this is that's what that is. So now we have this role. This is a role in society, and and, and you guys are filling that role. It's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. I, when I think about UFC and or fighters or any anybody who's engaging in martial arts, I, I was I was gonna say that um, when it's when you've talked of beauty. I, I also sense that, you know, if you go to in traditions in South America, like mm -hmm. capoeira yes. and stuff, it is, it is literally a dance, right? It's, it's um, I mean, not literally, it isn't done as a, 
a martial art, right? But it is it is something to that someone can find beauty within it without understanding anything about martial arts or technique, yeah. right? So that there's to me there's obviously that that sense artistic sense to it. Have you done any? Have you practiced any martial arts, Rudy? No, I haven't. I haven't. All my knowledge comes from you know listening to people interested in that subject talk for a couple hours and yeah and and that's it well i gotta say that um capoeira might be some kind of vibe for you yeah and and the reason i say that is because it's particularly with uh, uh the angola style mm. it's about the music man it's 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 pretty it was pretty stunning to me to attend one of their classes and, and train with a friend how married to the music and, and honestly a lot of it was it felt like it was built around the music yeah and and that social experience because we spent so much time on it like i was i was like ready to you know like really get it in and like make me make it this 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 you know I, I like to be real physical with with you know i like to play a little rough with 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 the martial arts and and there it was strenuous um but man they really loved i think more or less cultivating that state that you're in when you're in a group of people mm. and and then and then it's it's a particular kind of thing too it was really awesome in that you're playing some uh fairly you know what i can tell like simple percussion um, right yeah percussion and the baron bow yeah and and stuff like that and and that way it's very accessible anybody can step into it and and play this instrument as long as you can keep a rhythm um but yeah, man, I, I, there, there's definitely a love of beauty within the martial arts. It's always been there. It always will be. Mm -hmm. Do you mind, Dominic, if we segue? Because I was trying to do this for a while, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about coaching. No, it's okay. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jam that straight into the conversation. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been jammed. Let's I wanted jam. to talk. Do you want to talk about coaching? Because I think it's really cool. Um, I like uh, that that di dynamic it's just such a neat thing and i was wondering if you could maybe speak about um about coaching maybe even in the sense of like uh what what a coach does how what kind of how that how that role is fulfilled you know you go to a doctor they help you this way you go here uh you go to a mechanic they fix your car what is the coach bringing what is that dynamic do you want can you speak to that i mean first of all that's I had to build my coaching practice on martial arts because it's it's just that's how I do life. It's it's um it's part of my programming, and um you know I was I was teaching for a long time. Uh, my dad slowly started integrating me and having me help teach, and then um, we went through a lot of certification courses together. You know, like. We, you you test for your rank in martial arts um and so and in a lot of ways that's you know it's it's you're in in the martial arts it's interesting because you're trying to simulate real life experiences a lot of the times um that's always kind of this part of the pretext or the subtext of when you're training is you're always thinking about we're here we're communing and, and we're making it this kind of experience but also we're getting you ready for life um, we're getting you ready for, you know, and, and there's there's varying degrees of it. But that's why it, it's real analogous is you can go in there, you can go in there. And a lot of times, 
And, and by there, I mean, someone's inviting you into their world uh, as, a, as a client that's working with a coach. Mm. Um, now, now, mind you, with ADHD, it's very specific. Um, I, I've, I've come to realize that it's, it, I, I want to make a distinction in that it's, it's, it's not necessarily life coaching at its core. Um, and, you know, that's neither here nor there about, like, you know, my, my judgment of life coaching. But ADHD coaching is just so specific because you're trying to help someone build scaffolding based around the idea that and the understanding of certain habits and certain characteristics that come up over and over and over with ADHD. So um, a lot of times you have to, to, to go into this relationship where you're looking to teach the basics um, and, and build uh, a plan for, okay, how are we gonna prepare you in this time right now? Which is, you know, that's, that's your dojo if that's the way you look at it, and then you prepare for real-life things. Right, because when you have ADHD, you have these um, these functions that are, and most people functioning correctly, you have... Executively. You, yes, executively. You have them underrunning in this, in this person, but this person is also growing up in an environment that doesn't understand that's happening to you. So basically, everyone's, you know, everyone's got hurdles, of course, that they have to jump, but yours are harder to jump, but you don't know, but you don't know that. So you're operating kind of against yourself. It could be said that um uh, everyone uh, you, you just don't have you're 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 not moving to the shape of yourself. You're not moving in a way that is in alignment with how you are. And so when I think about the coaching, he's helping that person or or that he's helping that person kind of understand themselves and then relate to themselves in a way that they're able to better um better engage with their the way they actually are versus the way that they think they should be and and i will say that that's what makes it a very specific style of martial arts like the adhd coaching thing it's a very um specified niche thing in that you really got to pay attention to the individual um and you really got to just point them back at themselves and 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 believe me that happens like on a, a kind of across the board with martial arts and yet um, there are, there are certain styles in certain parts of the martial arts world where it's a lot more rigid. It's a lot more traditional. It's, and, and I mean, I, I, th those things aren't, aren't exclusive, but they go together a lot. Like you think of the, um, the traditional martial arts where there's an inner sanctum where all the wisdom is kept and, and you're not allowed into that inner sanctum. Like you gotta, you gotta work your way up through the ranks and you gotta establish that you've been there and stuff like that. And um a lot of times they're passing down the wisdom to you and you do it this way um coaching tends to be a lot different from my understanding of how, it, how i think ethically it should be done anyway because we're not talking necessarily about um someone who has like really higher level education about how to address people's you know uh cognitive traits and, and behaviors and stuff like that you're not dealing with trauma I always try to bring that up just 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 to kind of shape people's understanding of what it is. But what you can what they find is that it's really powerful when you just have a working understanding of what ADHD looks like. And then you get really good at just questioning a person in a way that holds a mirror to themselves because a lot of times people just need to fucking get it out. You just got to verbally process it. You have the answers, but you need a skilled person 
to pay attention to you and pay attention to you like in in a way that a lot of times people man it's it the, the mind gets blown a little bit it it, it kind of it kind of you know uh, knocks their socks off it kind of blows their hair back a little because a lot of people are not fucking paying attention and listening to other human beings and now you're 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 exchanging your hard-earned money for for a chance to 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 be in this dojo with this person and they're really trained and if they're taking it seriously they're invested and they're listening to you and they're really paying attention in a in a committed way that's that's why people are seeking out coaching that's why people are seeking out therapy that's why people are seeking out co-week working spaces um having another person's attention onto you is transformative yes and when you bring in the coach yes when you bring in the coach you have a dynamic that's in place so it creates a container so this here's this person and i'm relating to this coach they're trying to help me and that this frames the engagement and now um here's the coach reflecting back and always and and activating the person so you're you're acting as a facilitator essentially you're trying to engage this person's wisdom and get them to recognize that they, you know, and 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 self-activate and find their own solutions for their own problems, um, in a in a in a in a safe space that allows them to be expressive and think out loud, and then and then have all of that reflected back to them. So it's a really powerful kind of container, and I love that your approach comes your basics. Ah, yeah. Your basics that you have are in this martial arts perspective, which is already a way of engaging with life in such a present and and moment to moment way. And so I'll, I'll give you a little quick example of what that can look like. Um, it, so one of the basics that um, you're going to see all across like the the ADHD coaching world is that it's real helpful when when people learn to pause. And and that's you know that's kind of a a, a specialized term. I mean, and, and but it it is what it sounds like. I mean, you're you're trying to um, give 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 your life a little bit of space, give your attention a little bit of space and time. Um, and it it's real effective. There, there's there's not only not only is it something that is um, observable and studied. But it's it's ancient, you know, it's just it's not something that's necessarily specific to ADHD. It's borrowing from your just basic human experience. Which is if you, you can just take a moment to just exist rather than fucking thinking and feeling. Um, it, it's just it can be transformative when that becomes part of your daily life. I mean, it, it's it sounds sometimes it, it's it's uh, it almost I think goes under the radar because, you know, um, you just you just kind of assume that this is something that I'm going to do anyway, or 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 you maybe you're not even just aware of that you're just going, you're just going, you're never stopping, and you're always thinking and feeling, and there's very few moments when and or and if you're not thinking and feeling, then you're taking in media, so it's getting piped into your ears and into your eyes, and there's never any pause to all of this to just exist. Mm. Um, that's, I mean. <clears throat> that's something that I, I, uh, you know, I stand on that, man. If I, if I can help somebody f- work that into their daily life to, to just have a room, I mean, no matter how clunky it is at first, no matter, you know, how individualized it has to be, like 
that the 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 way I I've I really had to ingrain it into to myself is to make it similar to the bowing thing that I learned in, in the martial arts when my dad had me in the dojo, since I could remember. You 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 do a bowing motion, and there there's just there's a pause in the time and space continuum for a second there if you allow it. But it, it it's it's really helpful when you pair it with the physical with the physical action. Um I you know I'll 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 take myself back there for a moment if I can. Um, you know, especially if things are stressful. Um I can I can kind of transport myself back to that moment that that I've been doing since I was a kid, which is to just bow to not only um not not, not only the, the sensei, but in, in a way it's it's to everyone present there. It's to the whole concept of that we agreed to be here and do this and make ourselves better human beings. That, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh you know, it's like what what can I do but but share stuff like that. Absolutely. I feel that, you know, when looking back when I was 18 and I began getting interested in eastern philosophy and mm -hmm. and stuff, there was always this rigid approach from myself that, you know, if if I want to figure out what life is, um the body doesn't matter and I, I just have to sit and figure out by myself how, you know, what the hell this is about. And mm -hmm. as progressively, the sense of including the body within that same exploration became much more obvious and to the point that I, I would say that as, as a first step, it would be much more easier to, to, take care of the body first or, or engage the body within some type of activity that um, puts attention on it first. Because the body has, has accumulated so many um, constrictions and, and habits that, you yeah. know, you, you can have this um, tremendous desire to, to sit and, and do and find out whatever you want to find out with your mind. But your body has, has accumulated so many habits. And, you know, if you go further into the rabbit hole of, you know, um, processed food and all the things that it has accumulated from, from you know, yeah. bad, bad air and all, all that stuff, the, the body is is deeply traumatized from all, all these things. So I, I, I find what you say beautiful because, you know, you there are a couple a couple or a handful of people sharing the same space and um without their own particularities but with the same intent and and the intent to you know um expose themselves yeah. and have that sensi sensitivity shared among one another well and to 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 help you bridge that you know maybe even further that that physicality of um trying to trying to find the answers in life mm. and and why a, a lot of it can be done through the expression of your body which is martial arts um the basics is is there's nothing more basic than breathing that that's always my first um point of attention when i'm helping people learn the martial arts and and even even if it's somebody who you know sometimes you even as a a, a teacher you have the opportunity to 
train with someone who has skills far greater than you. Of course, um, you know, and everybody's got their own individualized skills. Uh, that's one of the, the, the amazing things about the martial arts is you're always dealing with different levels of people. And it, it's, it's very humbling um, because people get real fucking good at the martial arts. I mean, they dedicate themselves and they're, they're just as passionate, not more passionate than you. Anyway, the point is when, whether I'm working with some, like, someone like that or I'm working with the beginner, right away I'm like, what are they doing with their breathing? <laughs> Absolutely. Are you are you holding your breath when you're doing things? Are you are you do, do do you know how to use it to you know for for various different functions, not just to okay, I have to take a breath. Other you know, um, you you breathe to uh, um, to take a hit when when you when you whether you're hitting the ground or you're being hit, the the breath the breath is part of of the 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 way. Absolutely. Yeah, in my case, I have noticed very much that um, when I began to to bike, you know, bicycling, and here I was after all these years, you know, practicing meditation. But when the moment came where you had to breathe and the body uh, required oxygen, I noticed that I didn't breathe properly at all, mm. at all. And with that, and it was very nerve-wracking at first because I thought I, I could breathe. But in these moments of um, where the body really required um, oxygen, it, it was clear that was not the case. And further along the way, when I began to um, exercise that, my performance increased tremendously yeah. tremendously it was night and day you know the difference between healthy breathing and and know that you know you're breathing into into your lower lower abdomen and mm. having a full breath even if fast you can you can return to that na nat natural uh breathing right because it is it is something that going back to the um, to these trauma that accumulates in the body. Breathing is a normal process and, and the body, a baby knows how to breathe properly. It is throughout mm -hmm. our, our life that that natural process becomes constricted in a way that affects the whole system. And, um, and yeah, I, I feel like part of being adult, an, an adult and, and, you know, going back to the roots of the body He's learning to breathe, and I love that that you introduced that. Yeah, this is this is living holistically, guys. Like this is or this is looking at the person holistically because you guys keep saying the body, the body, and and I'm reminded that it's not the body over there. It, there's no mind body connection. The mind and the body are one thing, and so what you're speaking about is pulling the energy out of the mental and 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 bringing your your awareness and your presence into the fullness of what you are, which is also the body, which is always breathing and always happening. And you are always breathing and always happening. And you're bringing that into your awareness. And through that, you are also bringing, you're bringing an awareness into your, your very being. And now you're, you're being, you're being more holistic. So you're not just focused on what's, what is thought and you're focused on your very breath. You're focused on your, your the, the way you're, you're moving, you're, you're, you're bringing, you're bringing 
your intentionality and awareness out of the, your mental concept and relation where you're thinking about what's happening and you're thinking about what you want to do and you're thinking, thinking, thinking where the attention is usually held at. That's how we're normally navigating. And you're bringing it into your very being, starting with the most simple thing, your breath, which is something that you're always doing. Your body isn't breathing. You are breathing. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like <clears throat> it's not your body over there. It's it's you over there. And you're coming, you're coming, you're bringing your, you're bringing your presence into that fundamental aspect of your being and, and, and relating from there. To bring it back to like Bruce Lee or any of these people that we celebrate in the MMA space today, a lot of the stuff that we're amazed by is not just the individual kicks and punches that they're throwing. It's their aliveness. It's their alignment with who they are. You, you, you look at a Conor McGregor, that dude is in the building. He is, for, <laughs> he is real life. Everyone's feeling it. I mean, th this is one of the things that he was able to channel through martial arts is like who he, he, he went way down deep in his soul and he brought it out for everyone to see. And it made shockwaves in this world. And it's because he, he really, you know, just, I mean, he, he, he really tuned into what's going on in the present moment and who he is. And it's, and it's something that I think a lot of us, you know, we, we, you look you look at the 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 following that 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 Conor McGregor has like people want to be him people want to be Bruce Lee because they see this 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 person is alive and there's levels to being alive um maybe Woo. if i could, maybe if i could touch upon that i can get a little of this greatness because this 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 person is just they they the 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 greatness is coming out of their eyeballs and 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 it's it's in you know it's it's something we chase after, man. It, it in a lot of ways. I mean, look, Conor McGregor isn't the only, um, you know, form of that. It comes with a lot of different things. But I mean, you talk about like he he took it upon himself to individualize his greatness, and he did it through. Uh, that was the avenue, man. And that's why it's so amazing to 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 even uh, witness the humans practicing martial arts, man, that's what you can, you, that's what you can do with it. What a beautiful thing to, because when you're recognizing their aliveness, you're recognizing your own aliveness and now you're bringing your presence into that. Now you're, that's, that's wonderful. And the avenue that, that is, that's, mm. that's coming through. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think, I think this has been great. Rui, do you have anything else you want to say <laughs> I, I really want to thank you dom it, it is always a pleasure to hang out with you and brandon and um yeah i've talked Likewise. i've talked with brandon before that i'd love to have you on again and finally it happened <laughs> always good man and i love what you guys are doing with your uh, podcast um sometimes i i listen to it uh, a bit you know if you if you post something on instagram that uh, i find funny I, I go to the episode and listen to it, and uh, you, you guys really, really vibe. Nice, That's man. That's awesome. I love that my worlds are colliding. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. The Hyperfocus, the Hyperfocus podcast is being recorded yes. today, so look out for that next yeah, week. Yeah, do you want YouTube. to leave your, your links besides the, um, the podcast, Dom? Yeah, I, I, it's my, so my channel is Hyperfocus Dom, um, and so yeah, if, if anything... Um, look for that on YouTube. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and then hyper focused on Instagram and then 
um yeah whenever you, if, if you know how to find uh brandon on instagram be, be the mystic i mean any of those any of those uh yes you know we'll get you to the podcast yeah they'll be in the Let's description awesome mm-hmm. i'll see you guys later and we'll see our listeners later <laughs> thanks guys <laughs>